Hi guys, welcome to our brand new show, The Good News Podcast. The podcast that is all about sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. I am your host, Tabiso Malifo. Now, let's do this. Greetings, brothers and sisters. I welcome you to the show, The Good News Podcast, and this is episode number two. So, yes, we are still going, and I'm so excited. I'm so happy. And a couple of things that will be coming on the upcoming episodes. I believe the fourth episode, two weeks from now, will be having our very first guest on the show. So, I'm so happy, man, to be hosting a guest. So look out for that, our very first guest on the show. So last week, I tried to draw your attention to the power of a covenant, the impact and the effect of a covenant. Because we saw the king's kindness because of the covenant he made with the father. So the son becomes a beneficiary of an estate, but he did not deserve that. He becomes a beneficiary because of what the king and the father agreed on. So based on that agreement, the son benefits. So today I'm going to be talking about the covenant. And a covenant is essentially an agreement between God and the people so from the text that i'll be reading from the book of hebrews it basically makes a contrast between two covenants the old covenant and the new covenant so when it speaks of the old covenant or the former uh, covenant this is the mosaic covenant and this is the covenant that uh, god made with the children of israel and from this covenant the foundation of this covenant is the written Torah and the spoken Torah. So the written law and the spoken law. And from this, God promises to make the Israelites his treasured position among the people and a kingdom of priests and a holy nation if they follow his commandments. So that's essentially the old covenant. And then the new covenant, this is the covenant whom the mediator is Jesus Christ. It is a blood covenant because it requires Jesus to shed his blood. And now when, when we read from Hebrews chapter 10, it says to us that for the law having a shadow of good things to come, and not the very image of the things, can never with the same sacrifices which they offered continually year by year make those who approach perfect. For then would they not have ceased to be offered. In another translation it says, the old system under the law of Moses was only a shadow and a preview a dim preview of the good things to come and not the good things themselves. 
The sacrifices under that system were repeated again and again, year after year, but they were never able to provide perfect cleansing for those who came to worship. So when someone asks me or when I talk about the concept of sin consciousness, I usually refer to this scripture. Because it says to us that, but in those sacrifices, there is a reminder of sins every year. For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and goats could take away the sins. So an example would be, you have two people who bought a car and then the other one actually pays every month the debt uh, that is owed because of that car. So every month the person is reminded of the debt that they have of the car. Every month they are reminded that they have to pay that debt. They have to repay that debt. And then on the other on the other hand, you have a person who owns a car and that car was fully paid. So instead of thinking every month, I have to pay this, I have to have that money, I have to have uh, pay it fully, they do not have that worry because their car is fully paid. They do not owe the car. There is no debt in their name uh, from West Bank, for example. But instead, they are just enjoying the car because they do not owe the car. So that's an example whereby you are conscious of something because there is a debt. So the scripture tells us that the sacrifices under that system were repeated again and again, year after year, but they were never able to provide perfect cleansing for those who came to worship. Because if they could have provided perfect cleansing, the sacrifices would have stopped for the worshippers and they would have been purified for all time. And their feelings of guilt would have disappeared. But because they do this, every year they do this every day they do this every sunday they are reminded that they are not righteous before god they are reminded that they are sinful before god so in essence this is sin conscious whenever you have a sacrifice that covers you for a certain period and you have to make this sacrifice periodically you have to make this sacrifice every week every month every year again and again, that in essence is sin consciousness because every time you do that sacrifice, you are reminded of the sin that you have. You are reminded that you are not righteous before God. You are reminded that God actually is counting your sins. You are reminded that God is actually taking account of your sins. Therefore, it means you are not worthy to stand before God. It means you are not worthy to have worship, to fellowship with God. It means whenever you come before God, you have to make a sacrifice. That is the definition of sin consciousness. On the other hand, you have a sacrifice that is done once and it is done once for all time. And as I said, sin consciousness is also backed up by the kind of sacrifice that you have. Verse 4 tells us that it is impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away the sin. So by merely 
having a sacrifice of bulls and goats, that renders you sin conscious because it means you will have to do the same thing again. And this is because the blood that is shed cannot take away the sin, cannot take it away. And in verse 11, the Bible says that every priest stands ministering daily and offering repeatedly the same sacrifice. So you are doing the same thing all over again, again and again, year after year, day by day. Same sacrifice repeatedly. Verse 12, but this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down at the right hand of God, from that time waiting for his enemies, and made his footstool. For by one offering he has made perfect forever those who believe. The blood of goats, the blood of bulls, could not take away the sins. The blood of goats, the blood of bulls, covered the sins for 12 months, 365 days. Every year, the high priest has to go into the Holy of Holies to atone for that year, for the people. Every priest stands ministering daily and offering repeatedly the same sacrifices, which can never take away the sins. But in the new covenant, Jesus offers a sacrifice for sins forever, offers a sacrifice once and for all time. So this is the sacrifice that we actually need, not the sacrifice of bulls and goats, the sacrifice of Jesus, the blood of lamb which took away the sin of the world. When John looks at Jesus in the Bible, he says, Behold, the lamp of God which taketh away the sin of the world. Today we say, behold the lamp of God which took away the sin of the world. Jesus took the sin of the world. And by one offering he has made perfect forever those who are being sanctified. There's a nice word that they use in the series Game of Thrones. And the word is in perpetuity. Means forever. So you are perfected in perpetuity. I want you to understand today that you are perfect before God. When God looks at you, he does not see your sins. He does not see your unrighteousness. He does not see your wickedness. He does not see your filth. But God sees you as perfect as ever. Because you have been made perfect by the sacrifice. Forever means forever. Forever means forever. I cannot say it better than that. Forever means forever. It means there is no day where you're going to wake up and then you are all of a sudden unrighteous before God. All of a sudden you have sinned before God. But when the scripture says forever, it means there will never be a day where you are, you are unrighteous before God. Or where you are sinful before God. You have been made perfect. Think of perfect in your mind. And that's who you are before God. When I think of perfect in my mind. I think of Jesus. Jesus knew no sin. The Bible tells us that he was tested in all points. Yet he never sinned. 
Jesus was tested in all points and never sinned. When I think in my mind of a perfect person, I think of Jesus. And when God thinks of a perfect person, he thinks of me because of what Jesus has done for me. By believing, I have been made perfect before God. And there will never be a day where I am otherwise. So this is so amazing. This is so powerful to know that you are perfect forever. Brothers and sisters, the Bible says that you are perfect forever. Forever. In perpetuity. Forever. You are perfect before God. In Hebrews chapter 8 verse 7, it says that, For if that first covenant had been faultless, then no place would have been sought for a second. You are made perfect forever. Brothers and sisters, the Bible says that you are made perfect forever. Jesus gave a sacrifice that you may be made perfect forever. And in Hebrews chapter 8 verse 7 it says, If the first covenant have, had been faultless, there would have been no need for a second covenant to replace it. It means that the first covenant had fault. The first covenant was not the final covenant. The first covenant was a dim preview. The first covenant was just a mirror of good things to come. And then the Bible says that, but this is the new covenant I will make with the people of Israel on that day, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their minds and I will write them in their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. And they will not need to teach their neighbors, nor will they need to teach their relatives, saying, you should know the Lord. For everyone from the least to the greatest will know me already. And I will forgive their wickedness and I will never again remember their sins. I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and lawless deeds I will remember no more. I am saying to you today, God remembers your sins no more because you are perfect in God's eyes. And you have been made perfect forever. And God says, I will be merciful to your unrighteousness. Your sins and your lawless deeds I will remember no more. The Bible says, I will forgive their wickedness and I will never again remember their sins. The Bible says, and I will forgive their wickedness and I will never again remember their sins. That means that your sins are forgiven. You are perfect forever. And because you are perfect forever, it means all of your sins are forgiven. God will never remember them no more. All of your sins, past, present, and future, have been forgiven. And you have been made perfect forever. There is nothing that will make you sinful before God. There is nothing that will make you unrighteous before God. There is nothing that will make you not to be perfect before God. All you need to do is to believe that Jesus died for you 
and because of that sacrifice that he did once and for all time, you are now perfect. You are perfect. Take what the Bible tells you today. Don't go with your feelings. Don't go with whatever the world is saying. Don't go with whatever people are saying. Take what the Bible says today and the Bible says to you, you are perfect. Do not do the rituals of making sacrifices every day, making sacrifices every Sunday, asking for forgiveness of sins. When Jesus died for you and he died once and all those sins were forgiven. When you ask for forgiveness of sins every Sunday when you go to church, it means there's still that element of sin consciousness. It means there's still that concept of the blood of bulls and goats. The blood of Jesus was shed once and for all time. It won't be shed again. It won't be shed again. It was shed once and for all time. When you believe that Jesus is your Lord and Savior, all your sins were forgiven. Your past, present, and future sins. When Jesus cried, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? The Bible tells us that the veil that separated the Holy of Holies to the rest of the tent tore apart. When that happened, it means that we all had the access into the presence of God. Why was that so important? It is because before then, only the high priest would go into the presence of God once a year to atone for the people's sins. But when Jesus died, the, the veil was torn apart. The veil was torn apart because now we had access into the presence of God. We had access to the presence of God. The priest had to prepare himself to go into the presence of God. Do not prepare yourself. Come as you are. The priest had to put on a clean robe. Do not clean yourself. Come as you are. There's a song that says, Motomang Limang Yanyorilueng Atle. Motomang Limang Yanyorilueng Atle. The veil has been torn today. The veil is open for everyone. The presence of God is open for everyone. There is no need for someone to come and represent you before God. You can now go into the presence of God with nothing stopping you. You don't have to clean yourself. You don't have to prepare yourself. Come as you are before God. Hallelujah. 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 Come as you are. Come as you are. Come as you are. A sacrifice has already been made. Come as you are. The blood has been shed. You have been made perfect forever. Come as you are. You do not need the blood of bulls. You do not need the blood of goats. Come as you are. Jesus died for you and he died for you so that you may be made perfect forever. You are perfect before God and you will always be perfect before God. You are perfect forever. Come as you are. Come as you are. I want you to understand that you are perfect before God. There is nothing that will take that away from you. Jesus, when he died for you, he took all of your sins, all of your sins, and made you perfect. You are perfect. You are perfect. You are perfect. If you want to think of someone who is perfect, think of yourself. 
if you want an example of someone who's perfect, think of yourself. Not because of your acts, not because of your deeds, but because of your faith. Because of believing in Jesus, you are perfect. Because of what Jesus did for you, you are perfect. The Bible says that Jesus was tempted in all points, yet he did not sin, but he died for sinners. So that they be made, so that they be made perfect. You are perfect in God's eye. God loves you so much. There is nothing wrong with you. When God looks at you, he sees his perfect son, his perfect daughter, and he loves you so much. Nothing shall separate you from the love of God. Nothing will separate you from the love of God. God loves you so much. I want you to understand that you are perfect forever. I want you to understand that there is no more need to make sacrifices every Monday before you go to school, before, before you go to work. There is no more need to make sacrifice and ask for forgiveness of sins every Sunday when you're in church because Jesus died once. He shed his blood once and all of the sin of the world was taken and it was punished on the body of Christ. That is why at the last moment, Jesus says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why have you forsaken me? And at that moment, the veil was torn apart. Come into the presence of God. God is for everyone. God is for everyone. His presence is everywhere. He is with you wherever you are. You are perfect. You are perfect. You are without sin before God. You are without fault before God. You are righteous before God. Ah, God loves you so much. God loves you so much. God loves you so much. If you want to think of someone who is loved by God, that is you. If you want to think of someone who is perfect forever, look in the mirror. Look in the mirror. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for us. Thank you for being the sacrifice for our sins. You knew no sin, yet you died for sinners. Thank you for taking the sin of the world. Thank you because today we are perfect. Today we are righteous before God. Not because of our works, not because of our deeds, but because of what you did, Jesus. Because of what you did, we are made perfect. Thank you. Amen. Thank you again for tuning in. Thank you for your time. The episode will be available on the link that I shared with you guys. Remember, I did send you a link to rss.com. But I'm also happy that the podcast is now available on Google Podcast. It's now available on Spotify. It's now available on Apple Podcast. So for those who have accounts in those platforms, you can just search for the Good News Podcast. Thank you again, guys. I hope to have you again next week. Thank you. Grace to you.